Welcome to your journey to greatness through routine, a podcast designed to help you build a success routine. My name is Michelle Steffes and I'm author of the book and I'm excited to come to you today with more insights and ideas to accomplish your success routine because it's not the big things we do, but the little things we do every day that make the biggest difference. So let's get on with the podcast. Welcome to a brand new series as we begin to talk about the dangers of isolation and loneliness. Now, whether we're talking about the elderly who spend a lot of time alone, or whether we're talking about the everyday person, whether it be a child or an adult, who is trapped in some kind of situation of isolation due to COVID or um, self-quarantine or um, the way the schools are being run or whatever the case might be. Or maybe it's just the the singles out there that are struggling with loneliness and have for perhaps years or even decades. Loneliness and isolation can be devastating and there are many, many, many studies to back it. So what I intend to do with this series is to talk about the science behind it. So obviously we're going to be talking about how it affects the brain, how it affects the body, the cognition of the individual, um, some of the long-term effects as well as short-term effects that have been discovered, even in astronauts, as well as people that have conducted experiments on it and have even studied elderly or those who are lonely or uh, in some kind of isolation. So really this is just, this is not a necessarily a new problem, but it's definitely an increased problem. And something that we should really pay heed to and try to understand a little bit better, not only for our own sake so that we can avoid the pitfalls, but so that we can understand others better and maybe identify with some of the things that they are struggling with and wrestling with and perhaps even be able to reach out to them at a level that may bring them up out of the pit that they feel like they're in. It's a devastating situation. We are social social creatures and we're not designed to be in isolation. We're not designed to be secluded and in loneliness. I, um, I, I think about the movie I watched once. It was a Tom Hanks movie and I believe it was called The uh, Castaway. Castaway. Some of you may have seen it. Um, and he's alone so long that he actually turns a soccer ball into his best buddy. So he uses his own blood to paint a face on the soccer ball. Um, I, I think it starts out as just him hitting it with his hand, and then and he decides to design into his face. He names it, um, and then he starts calling it and, and having feelings for it and about it and apologizing to it. And You know, this sounds crazy for anyone who's not really familiar with the effects of isolation, the effects of being lonely for too long, but you know what? It's reality. You know, what, what uh, Tom Hanks portrayed really does happen to people, unfortunately. Now, obviously, these could be worst-case scenarios, but there is, in fact, a lot of studies in terms of what can happen to an individual who is in isolation too long. So what I want to do is kind of walk you through this, and we're going to begin by talking about the cognitive effects of prolonged social isolation and I have here um, out of an article from The Scientist, The Cognitive Effects of Prolong. So 1972, French adventurer and scientist Michael Siffer famously shut himself in a cave in Texas for more than six months. What still clocks in as one of the longest self-isolation experiments in history. 
meticulously documenting the effects on his mind over the 205 days that he was in isolation. Siffer wrote that he could barely string thoughts together after only a couple of months. And by the five-month mark, he was reportedly so desperate for company that he tried unsuccessfully to befriend a mouse, much like the movie we just mentioned with Tom Hanks in it. So it's starting to have these ill effects on the mind and, you know, what I guess how in desperation, how we can create those connections that we so, we so all of us are programmed to need desperately. Um, but, but I want to talk about um, just most of human society. Social isolation acts in more insidious ways uh, that, that go undetected uh, often. Um, many studies have found that chronic social isolation is indeed associated with cognitive decline and that isolation often precedes decline by several years. In an, another 2013 study, for example, measured cognitive function at two time points in a cohort of more than 6,000 older individuals taking part in the English Longitudinal Study on Aging, ELSA, people who reported having fewer social contacts and activities in the beginning of the study. Researchers found showed greater decline in cognitive function as measured by verbal fluency and memory recall tasks after four years. More recent studies have added weight to the association in 2019 of more than 11,000 people taking part in ELSA found that men who reported higher than average social isolation and women reported increasing social isolation that both experienced above average decline in memory function within two years of being surveyed. However, the results don't demonstrate that isolation causes deterioration in brain function, okay? Um, and Director Andrew Steptoe, a UCL psychologist and epidemiologist who collaborates with Frank Fancourt, is also uh, possible that, that cognitive decline encourages some people to socialize less. Um, in fact, they've done experiments on uh, those that had, were out in space for long periods of time and other studies that would uh, parallel the results that we just read. Now, I want to get real specific on the isolated brain, and I want to share with you specifics of the brain and um, uh, those parts, working parts of the brain that are affected the most by isolation so that you can wrap your, your brain, no pun intended, around what we're trying to convey to you and, um, and, and give you a better handle on what's happening inside of the brain. And these studies were done on both animals and people. But I am out of time today, so I'm going to have to come back to this tomorrow. And we're going to cover what happens to the prefrontal cortex, the hippocampus, the amygdala, and give you a good grip on that. We're also going to go into... Um, more effects that happen to the brain, even short-term things like sleep cycle, panic attacks, hormonal issues, and a number of other things. And then again, um, we're going to talk about some of the long-term illnesses that are a result of this and some that, you know, we, we really are familiar with today but may not realize that a portion of them could be uh, due to the isolation and loneliness that many people are experiencing, even with 
the digital age and the technology that we all have on a day to day. So I think this is going to be very informative. And then once we finish all of that, we're going to round it out with, of course, solutions on how to reverse or begin to pull away from the effects of isolation and loneliness. So please join us back on this series. I think it's going to be incredibly helpful to you and your family, as well as those that you care about. This is Michelle Steffes, your journey to greatness, your routine. Looking forward to walking through this series with you in the days to come.